Welcome to the Commercial Property Investor Show. If you ever wanted to get into commercial property but don't know how to, this is the show for you. We're going to take you through live market updates, how to put a deal together, what the experts say about commercial property and real life investor journeys and how they became financially free through commercial property. Sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Renovations, fit outs and extensions. So which one should you be thinking of and how do they differ in the commercial property space? Listen to this podcast and I'll share with you what are the different fit outs, what are the renovations and what are the extensions and what counts as a tenant incentive. Fit outs. So let's start from the beginning. If you are thinking of buying a commercial property uh, as an owner-occupier or potentially you're an investor and you're thinking maybe I should buy vacant and put a tenant in there or I'm thinking of buying an undervalued property and gutting it and putting a tenant in there, etc. Or I'm thinking that right now I've got a great tenant uh, and I, I want to incentivize the tenant or want them to take up a different lease and the tenant is interested in uh, doing an extension to the property. Well, what are your rights? What are your obligations? And where should you be going to next? So let's start out right from the beginning. If you were doing, if you had a property and you want to attract a tenant, and let's say you need to do a fit out, the fit out on this property, uh, it's a little bit different. So let's say that you need to do a fit out, and the fit out on this property either can be what we call a cold shell a warm shell or a complete fit out. So what a cold shell is, is what you normally get in industrial warehouses where concrete floors, concrete walls, plumbing are in place, which means you don't necessarily will have a toilet, but you will have the plumbing blocks for the toilet and all the plumbing for, say, a kitchen or grease trap or anything that is to do with, say, if you were, that's if you're doing retail, but if you're doing like um, a warehouse, you might say, okay, well, the parts of the you could have the structure of the mezzanine floor being there and there's some areas where you can put the partitions in but everything essentially is concrete and you've got nothing else there so that is your bare bare minimum you need to provide to a tenant who wants to do their own internal fit out so that is uh how your bare shell is most of the time, if you were getting a premise that is undervalued and you want to gut it and bring the property back, you most likely, most of the time, you are going to be looking at this property and you're going to be looking, bringing it back to what we call a warm shell. A warm shell is some kind of floor covering, so maybe even just painted on the concrete floor, polished concrete floor, partition walls of some sort, so some kind of jib rocking, paint or painting of the walls and some kind of ceiling, ceiling light, and possibly air conditioning or spaces left for air conditioning. So that's what we call a warm shell, where it's enough for someone to come in, set up desks and operate basically, but mostly they're going to come in and just fit it out in terms of where their, their layout is of the property. So that is what a um, warm shell is. And then we've got the complete fit out. So what a complete fit out is that the property is completely fitted out with what you wanted uh, for your tenant or what the tenant wanted so that might be partitions plumbing toilets um, let's say a reception area glass fronts um, sometimes sliding doors if you've got the bank uh, it could be um, 
it could be certain particular things at the back. It could be a particular type of roller doors. Uh, it could be a storage room, a data room. You could get data cabling through there. All sorts of things are a part of the fit-out, depending on how you negotiate with the tenant. So that's really up to the tenant. Not uh, It's a negotiation between you and the tenant. And how much the tenant's paying and how much you're paying is also very important as well. So if you were to do a contribution to the fit-out, your tenant might be doing it themselves and you're only paying for certain amounts. Say, for example, for a commercial kitchen or for example you're paying a uh, say for a sliding door or you're paying for an extension or you're paying for a disability ramp so that is some incentives you might give to the tenant to incentivize them to come in of course the other way is to just incentivize them with some free rent you know, give them you know, th- uh, three months or six months free rent depending on how large the, the uh this the rent is or the incentive is so that they actually then do the fit out themselves. So that's also one of the options. And it's all part of when you get your first dollar rent and where you are in the process of your cash flow. So if you really need the cash flow, then uh, you might have a chunk of capital up front that you can give to the tenant. And if that's the case, then it's a, you know, through depreciation, you can write that off. Or if you don't and you're all out of capital, one of the things to start with is to look at uh one of the things to start with is to actually go back and look at okay potentially you might take a hit on the cash flow but then you're not using up your capital and really what is really truly costing you is your is your holding costs so most people don't understand that most people think that okay um we start uh, that the cost to you of an incentive or either fit out is exactly how much it's going to cost you by giving that to the tenant so let's just say the tenant wants to do a fit out and it's going to cost the tenant a hundred grand and they come to you and they ask for, say, 20, 30, 40 grand of that incentive. Uh, what it costs you is actually, unless you're fronting up with the 30, 40 grand, if you're giving them a rent free, what it's what's going to cost you is really your holding costs. So let's say that you buy a million dollar property and your tenant's doing a $100,000 fit out and they've come to you for a $20,000, $30,000, I say $30,000 worth of fit out incentives. Now, for you, it might be easier to give them uh, essentially three or four months rent free because for you, the holding cost of a million dollar property on two and a half percent interest is about 25,000 at most a year. And when you look at three months, it is probably $15,000 plus some outgoings. Uh, and it's well, three months is not 15,000. Three months is actually less than that. Three months is probably sitting somewhere around because we're 25,000. Oh, so it's about seven and a half thousand for you. So seven and a half thousand dollars for you, and plus some outgoing. So outgoings might be, let's say, two and a half thousand for the three months. So that's ten thousand dollars. So for you, you're giving your, your tenant a thirty thousand dollar incentive but really it's costing you ten thousand dollars and most people don't get that because they think that oh the cost to me is thirty thousand dollars i'm losing out on thirty thousand dollars no it what it's costing you is whatever it is the holding costs and the incentive is built into the lease so you might be thinking oh look i'm missing out the cash flow well really you weren't going to be able to get the cash flow anyway because without the incentive your tenant would never have moved into the property anyway so as such, to have a win-win situation, you you might be better off to do it a combination of cash as well as rent-free. So therefore reduces your 
what you need to lay out and also uh, breaking up your costs over a period of time because rather than fronting up thirty thousand dollars you know over three months you could probably handle the repayments on your own uh, on the back end so that's uh, one of the options and that's one of the things to consider as well but when you are looking at, at the moment, and I'm doing a project myself where I'm taking a old NAB bank up in Cairns and I'm gutting it. I'm basically separating into two tenancies, creating two tenancies and trying to get it to a nine or 10 percent yielding property once I'm once I'm done with it. Now, I'm spending 10 percent of the purchase price. The purchase price is about six hundred and five thousand. So the budget is anywhere from forty to sixty thousand dollars in terms of fit out. I'm getting builders in there to term to totally gut the place and do a reno. Now that is going to be different from what I've just talked about being a fit out. Now that's a full-on renovation to that property. Now that is a uplift to the renovation. The property is generating no income at the moment, so it's zero income at the moment. But what we're doing is this renovation which we can then claim on depreciation of the scrapping costs of the actual fit out which might be a few thousand dollars i think it's estimated between five to ten thousand then we're putting in a brand new say call the forty fifty thousand dollar renovation to the property now that's depreciable uh and also some of the small costs like a um, air conditioning unit or things like that can be written off straight away under the the write-off and the tax rulings at the moment. But one of the things that that has is that it itself, when you're doing the renovation, has no value until you're able to get a tenant in there. So in order to maximize the value of this renovation, what you want to do is you want to be able to put in enough of a renovation. So we're going to strip it and gut it to a basically a bare shell. Then we're going to renovate it so it becomes a warm shell where we have, you know, points where we can put in the aircon. We have points where we can put in, um, like bathrooms we have points where we can put in all sorts of other things uh, like you know reception areas and things like that and then we would go out and try to look for a tenant for that property once we know with the tenant then we can complete the rest of the renovations to suit their needs so it minimizes their cost of coming in and it incentivizes them to pay a slightly higher rent in coming in because it's a brand new fit out for them and we're doing some fit out for them in conjunction with their needs this way you actually have a win-win we always look for a win-win in commercial you're saving their some of their money in the fit out so incentivizing them to come in straight away you're incentivizing them because you are you are doing a fit out anyway so you might as well do it more towards them so for example your bare shells uh coming back into a warm shell would mean that you're going to paint the walls anyway you're going to need to put some flooring anyway you need to put some kind of ceiling and you're going to need some lighting and you're going to need air conditioning now if you had a potential tenant or you know the type of potential tenants you want to you want to bring in then it will be worthwhile to talk to them and to work out okay how many rooms do you want your would you want the space to be partitioned so we know how many splits we're looking for okay how many how many of the uh, how many of the property do you need into how much in the property do you need to as in like say for staff rooms how much would you need for storage uh how much would you need for or the data room and do you need access to the back uh then you can create the walkways the doorways uh and you can work out where everything goes if there's a reception area uh and then if you're going to replace the front window anyway with a uh, new door well it's better to find out what the client and the tenant wants also internal colors they might have particular colors you might as well paint it once right you're going to bring it back to a white you might as well then repaint the second third coat with their colors also uh, you might want to make it disability compliant while you do it 
so that it attracts potentially in the future NDIS type of tenant as well. So there's many, many ways when you're doing a full reno, you might as well start thinking ahead. It's really important when you're doing a reno to think three, five, ten years ahead because you don't want to be having someone in there and then going, oh my God, uh, I bought I bought the wrong renovation and now I have to strip out and waste $20,000. That can be really easy to do when you're in the commercial property space. What you really want to do is work in conjunction with your tenant or work in conjunction with an agent to work out what you can do to the property to get the maximum value out of the, the property and to actually do the right kind of renovation to attract the right type of tenant as well. So that's the um, that's the important thing to, re- to remember because you can easily waste twenty thirty thousand dollars and you don't want to, especially time as well, because there's a certain level of holding cost as well involved. So that's that's regarding renovation. So what about extensions? So often if you have a property that has ability of a back area or back area, uh, now, especially during COVID, what we're finding is that you've got your restaurant, pub, cocktail bars, or anything that has recreational activities, say that even you've got dance studios or you've got people who do, you know, arts and paints and all of these things are coming back into the market that are really, really strong tenants that you wasn't used to be before COVID, but now is. Uh, they want more open door, open area. So we want more fresco dining. We want outdoor dining at the front we want to be able to have more space so it's now worthwhile to look at how do you expand extend a space so that your your tenant can really utilize that space and how do you charge the tenant who sometimes it might only cost you 10 or 20 grand to clean up a space at the back end the back area of especially if you have a resi commercial house or residential converted to a commercial property uh, you would have a back area that you could tidy up for alfresco dining Uh, it's become really big for anybody who has pubs anybody who have any kind of eatery to have that uh, balcony or outdoor area so if you have a cafe and you can maybe go to the council one of the things to apply for is to see if you can do uh, outdoor dining um, so along the strips at the front of the cafe and also if you have anything at the back that maybe it used to be a parking area that might go out straight to a parking it's worth your while to look at an extension maybe just an awning an extension clearing out some space and creating an alfresco dining area because those are going to be the ones that are most sought after um, now in this current market and it is one of the things that is worthwhile investing in the capital infra- uh, like structure of getting the extension and then charging your tenant a little bit more so the way that you would do it and we're currently helping some of our clients do that for some of the industrial ones and also for some of their uh, hospitality tenant is that you look at how much that infrastructure or the whole capital is going to cost you so let's call it a hundred grand for the extension then you go back and look at the lease so if the tenant's on a two-year lease that's not going to fly that's not going to work but what you want to do is then say okay well if the tenant's willing to send another five or ten year lease how do I build that cost? Obviously, uh, you are the landlord and you reap the benefits of that. But a tenant being inside is also reaping the benefits of that. So maybe if you look at, I always look at a win-win situation. Maybe you look at 50% of it. So let's say that, you know, taking it into um, a five, um, you know, a 50,000. So you were going to pay a pay 100,000. If the tenant falls up 50%, so 50,000, and you pay for the other 50%, so your 50,000, then the 50,000 that is, your tenant can be amortized into the lease. So let's say they are going to sign a brand new five-year lease and they're on $50,000 a year already. What you want them to do is pay 60,000 or potentially $62,000 a year. And then that becomes, uh, then that's CPI or, or, or um, 3% increase 
increased over time each year and then what you find is that then your rent starts to go up but over five year period they effectively have paid you back for that extension and of course they're probably going to be there for the long term but also ultimately in, in time in the future you can charge more for that space if your tenant do leave as well so that's a win-win for everybody and you end up instead of fifty thousand getting you know getting sixty two thousand dollars for your property uh, and then what that happens is what happens that as a direct translation is that the value of your property also increases so let's say that you bought a property on a 6% yield, a $50,000 property will probably be somewhere around 900000 But now all of a sudden, because they're paying $10,000 more in rent, they now your property is now worth a million dollars. So you've added $100,000 that you've spent on the property, but you've added directly into the capital gains of your property, the value of that. And that will continue to grow as your tenants puts up the rent, the market tends to compress. And of course, you want your tenant to have longer leases. With longer leases, your property is also worth more as well. So it becomes a win-win situation all around. So if you're moving forward and you're exploring all of these options and you're thinking of more creative ways to add value or earn more or get more out of your commercial property, then reach out to me, helentarrant.com or helen at commercialpropertycashflow.com.au as an email. Let's jump on a strategy call. Let's talk about how we can build wealth for you through commercial property, not just because I'm a buyer's agent that can help you find a commercial property, but how to build true wealth through commercial property is a matter of strategy a matter about surrounding you with the right team and really about putting together a plan that I can help you move forward on so reach out to me and I look forward to speaking and hearing from you and I will see you at my next podcast bye for now you've been listening to commercial property investor show tune into the next episode to find out how you too can replace your work income with passive income through commercial property